state of absolute unity. So, why refer to uh, his action as actions, and why relate the notion of beginning and end to a Kaddish Baruch So, to answer the last two questions, so the Rebbe doesn't really answer, he just says, well, clearly there's this idea in Musaf of Rosh Hashanah is looking at reality from the point of view of looking in terms of our perspective. So that's the fourth question. So why is it on Rosh Hashanah we're looking at things from our perspective, meaning from relative reality as opposed to absolute reality, which is a Kaddish Baruch's perspective. In order to understand this, the Rebbe says we have to understand that the ultimate intention of the world was a, was a, dirpadachtonim, a dwelling place in the lower realms. The last thing we saw was we got down to the fourth line. That this is the Rebbe says the Iker Tamabri, as we mentioned, there are other reasons given by Chazal and by Rishonim as to why it is a Kaddish Baruch who created the world, but this is the the reason that is uh, is actually Shaykh to a Kaddish Baruch as opposed to us. The other reasons relate to the creation of the world in terms of our benefit from it. Whereas this relates to in terms of it relates to it in terms of what does Kaddish Baruch want from the world? So what did he want? So he had a taiva, meaning something that's completely impossible to understand why in the wind, so to speak, what was lacking. Well nothing was lacking. So then why do you why do you have this taiva for Dibtahtani? Kach. Right? And what is that taiva? So the taiva isn't simply that he should be revealed in this world. The taiva is that we should reveal him in this world. Right? And we'll see that more clearly on the next page. Right? But the Rebbe does say it here explicitly, right? That there is a sheke shekav amudei sheish, that the amudei sheish, the pillars of of marble are his thighs, and what's that? That's the world that the Eibusha had a desire to create. Vadira in this fourth line, vadir b'dachtenim nifelus. It's brought about al yedei avedis haadam through our veda. Now that's also part of the taif. That's what the Kaddish Baruch wanted. Why? Kacha. Meaning, obviously, if a Kaddish Baruch wants to reveal himself in the world, he can create a world that seems to hide him and then ultimately reveal himself there. I mean, he can do whatever he wants. Right? He's not limited in any way, shape, or form. Right? So, whatever it is that a Kaddish Baruch wants to bring about, he could bring about. His desire, for whatever reason, was to, bring a, to create a reality where he seems to be concealed and hidden. And certainly from the point of view of those who live in that reality, he's concealed and hidden. And have those creatures, specifically humans, because they're the ones who are most shaykh to the union of Aveda, and amongst the humans, specifically the Jewish people, who are going to come out of this whole thing, that, that they should be involved in, in bringing about his revelation down here in Elam Hazar. tam, and this is the reason, now the Rebbe is answering the first question, this is the reason, Masha Rosh Hashanah Nikra B'Shem Tchilas Masech, all the, the headlines. We're just getting the basic idea. This is why Rosh Hashanah is called Tchilas Masecha. Why? Ki b'yem zeh on Rosh Hashanah haisa b'riyas Adam Arisha. There was the creation of Adam Arisha. Adam and Chava were created on the first day. And what are they shayach to? Shuhu b'avedosu pa'al asinyin adir b'takhtedi. That he, through his Aveda, and that's interesting, the Rebbe uses the, the, the past tense, brought about the inyin of dir b'takhtedi. Not he will bring about at some point, but he brought about. So we'll see. The next, pa- the next page, Rebbe's going to have to explain to us how it is that Adam Rishon actually did that. Now, even if he did it, it was obviously temporary. 
because he ended the you know, ended the day outside of Gan Eden. Okay. But that being said, Adam Arishan came into the world with a purpose, the purpose being to create to bring about a dear Ptahtainim, and evidently, on some level, did that. It says Pal. He caused, he brought about. So what's the beginning of creation? Well, the beginning of creation is when the purpose of creation can begin to be fulfilled. Why did the Kodesh Baruch create the world? Because he wanted a bunch of rocks, streams, mountains, and creeks? No. He wanted a dear B'dachtenim. When does that start? Day, day six. What's everything else? He's setting the stage. When does the play open? The play opens on, you know, after everything has already been, been uh, set and, and, and taken care of, right, and all the preparations have been done. So now we're ready to open, opening night. Okay, open the curtain. When's that? Well, that's after all the preparations. So what are the preparations? The first five and a half days of creation are the preparations. Then all of a sudden, the curtain opens. What does that mean? There's an Adam and Chava. And they're ready to do a Veda. Now, the Yerb can start. So Zeyim Tchilis Ma'asecho. This is the beginning of the world. Up until now, we're just setting the stage. And in this way, so to the Aved of the Jewish people in general, the Yisrael Kruim Adam. Am Yisrael is referred to as Adam. Humankind is referred to in two different ways in, in, in Tanakh, either Adam or Ha Adam. Ha Adam refers to humankind in general. And Adam refers to the Yidin specifically. Atem Kareem Adam, Chazal said. So, and the Rebbe will explain how we get certain kaychas from Adam Arishan to bring about, in our Aveda, what he brought about in his. Shal Yideh Aveda Zu, through this Aveda, Eisim Leizbarak Dirbetachtenim. Okay, so now, that's basically the headline of the Mimer. And, and the next two words on the next page, but the next two words are what we're always used to. Okay, I've told you the basic idea, now be your Indian. I'm going to explain it all. all right. Now, you know, this is a little long for Pelish Echsidis, but in a Pelish Echsidis you could have the question and this answer. There. Right. What's the difference between Chabad Chassidus and Pelish Chassidus? The next line, be your There'll then be three pages explaining the idea. The idea is in Pelish Chassidus, it's there. It's just not explained. Chabad, it'll be explained. That doesn't mean better, worse, different. Just completely different, the way Chassidus is taught. So the Svas Emes, the Svas Emes says that his Chassidus is based on the Alter Rebbe's Torah and the Kutei Torah. So if you want to learn the Svas Emes, a little spitzlach, there are you know, four or five lines, these interesting little vartlach on the parshut. The Svas Emes was a contemporary of the Rebbe Hashab, he was the Ger Rebbe when the Rebbe Hashab was our Rebbe, so, so, little spitzlach. What's there? Well, if you know the Kutei Torah and Torah, or Balpeh, so you'll see it all in there, you'll see, you'll see a whole idea. That's just a little, little spitz. That's how Pailish Chassidus generally works. This line, beer Indian, that's not there. But this idea, I mean, this, maybe this idea is somewhere in Pailish because I don't know, but, but it could be a question. Say, Yom says, oh, that was the day of the creation of Adam Arishang, and therefore it's the beginning. That's what it would say. Is that true? That's it. That's true. That's everything. Okay. What does that mean? Well, 
Let's see. How's that work? Let's see. Ubiyar inyan bepratius yes. The explanation of this thing in more detail. And that's what happens in every mimer. We'll have a general idea and then the explanation of that idea. Hine. Zeshin is aver kodesh borochu. That which a kodesh borochu had a taifa. To have a dwelling place in the lower realm. So the Rebbe says, There's two different ideas that have to be understood about this Maimar Chazal. And we've talked about them both outside, but it's very important to understand both things. The Rebbe's repeating The fact that it says Taiva, now that next word is Zehu. The, the leg on the Dalit is missing. Zadu means to do something negative willingly, like it's amazing. But that's not what that word means. It's zehu. Shazehu. That, that, it's just missing. That leg is missing. In every printing I've ever seen, the leg is missing. I mean, I, they, they reprinted this, so I guess I should look at a new one. But, but you know, all these, it's always missing. The leg. This is not my book. In my book, it's also missing. This book. When this was printed. Brooklyn, New York. Of Shin Memtes, 1989. How long until it makes a difference? <laughs> time will tell. I don't know. Does it make a difference? I don't know. It's all psychological. Shazel Inyan Shilamailamitam Vadas. So we talked about it. It's beyond reason. And beyond the natural order. Now when we say it's Lamailam Itam Vadas, we have to understand. Now this you know, some people get very nervous when they hear this. But it's all right, don't get nervous. It's beyond God's Tam Vadas also. We've talked about this, so to speak. Meaning, if you were to ask the highest levels of godly chokhmah, why did you, so to speak, create the world? That level of Elokus couldn't explain it to you because it's coming from somewhere higher in him. Just like in you, there's something beyond intellect. So to an Agarish there's something beyond intellect. I mean, intellect is a particular, and we talked about this yesterday, right? Intellect is a particular faculty that's very good at doing certain things, but there's also things it doesn't do. There's aspects of reality that it has no connection to whatsoever. So, those things might, so to speak, be on the same level as intellect, but just different. Right? Those things actually might emanate from intellect, but still be different, like meters. Emotional attributes emanate from intellect, but they're not intellect. It's something completely different. A feeling is not an idea. But interestingly enough, the feelings you have are very much based on your intellectual understanding of reality. Okay, right? That's true. Chokhmabina, through Das, give birth to meters. That's true, hopefully. That's true. I mean, that's the way it's supposed to work. Okay. But there are also things beyond intellect. Right? Super conscious reality. Super rational reality. Okay, so to an What's Chochmah? Chochmah is a level of godly light. Well, beyond godly light, there's the Ma'or, right? There's the source of the light. Okay. So if you were to ask the highest level of a Kaddish Baruch why did you create the world? He'd go... It came from a place higher than me. It's called the Taifa. I, I don't know. 
I can't explain it to you. I, I can tell you he wants to do it, but he, had, he wanted to. Chacham would say he wanted to do it, but Tachtoidim. And then you would, of course, ask why. Don't know. Ask your intellect why you like corn and don't like peas. I don't know. Like, it's just kaka. Which is funny, right? Okay. So. The first thing is that it's coming from a place beyond Tam Vadas. And we say, not, not only can you and I not understand it, it's beyond Tam Vadas Bechlal. Essentially, can't be understood by intellect. Any intellect. Where does it come from? Bechinas HaTainug Shalomayla. Some state of Tanug. Right? And we, when we talk about Keser, right? so we say Gimel rushing to Keser, there are three heads of the crown. Kesser, of course, being that which is above Chochmah. What's the first level of Kesser? You get this, you know, and you've, you've mentioned it before in class when I've asked the question in different contexts. What's the first level of Kesser? What's the, what's the level of Sevev that we always use as a muscle for Sevev? Has it, hmm? in, in powers of the soul. What's the, what's the power of the soul that is a muscle for Sevev? It's not clothed in any particular part of the body. It powers it all equally. Malchus is the ultimate in uh, okay Arich Yefer. Malchus is the ultimate in Hislavshus, that uh, power of being clothed. It's the, because it's the lowest level, even though Malchus of one level is this for the next level. Yes, Arich, okay, but give Arich another name. That's that's too technical for me. It's called Ratzen. Right? Ratzen, will. Will isn't clothed in any particular part of the body. Will powers all of the body equally. Right? You move your toe because you want to you think an idea about uh, you know, this, a uh, Gemara, a sophisticated idea. You think, you think that because you want to. Right? Intellect is in your brain. Sight is in your eyes. Hearing is in your ears. Speech is in your mouth. Will? Will is the reason you're talking, the reason you're hearing, the reason you're seeing, and the reason you're thinking. Why are you thinking about something? You want to. You don't want to? Stop thinking about it. I want to, so you're thinking about it? No, that's not how it works. <laughs> you want to, so you're thinking about it. But I don't really want to. Okay, so stop thinking about it. Meaning, part of me wants to. Maybe my nefesh of Hamas. Part of me doesn't want to. My nefesh of Hamas. Okay, so stop thinking about it. Will, that's what's it. That's the first level of Kesser. The level of Kesser, the level of super conscious you that's constantly being revealed in conscious you. You're constantly becoming aware of your Ratzon, right? You start to think about, I want, oh, now it became conscious. It's coming from a place beyond conscious. How do you know that simply? Well, you don't have control over it. Right? You do have control over your conscious reality. You don't want to think about something, stop thinking about it. That's hard, but you can do that. You don't want to speak about something, so... Big deal. You don't want to do something? Stop. I have complete, immediate control over my thought, speech, and action. Do I have immediate control over my rutzing? Don't want that. I cannot want that. <laughs> I don't have control over that. That's not conscious me. That's super conscious me. Tell a cigarette smoker not to want a cigarette. It's ridiculous. It's a stupid thing to do. Well, just don't want it. I want it, and I have no control over that desire. No immediate control over that desire. Right? 
ask me in two years if I want a cigarette. The guy will say no in two years. Why? Because he quit. But you can't ask him when he's a cigarette smoker, don't want a cigarette. I want that. That's, I, I don't have control over that. That's not conscious me. I only have control, immediate control over conscious me. I can change subconscious me, but that, that's a slow, steady process. That's simple. Okay? The part of conscious me that's most difficult to control immediately, of course, is thought. But for that, you, you don't want to think about something, so stop thinking about it. Force yourself to think about something else. Blueberries, 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 blueberries. Okay. I don't know what I was thinking about before, but it wasn't blueberries that I know. Blueberries, 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 blueberries. My granddaughter says blueberries, which is cuter than blueberries. Someday she'll stop. She'll say blueberries, which won't be as cute. There'll be other things about her that we like, but not that. Okay. What? Start singing a nigga, I don't know. Whatever. It's hard. But we, we, immediate control. Ratzoin is a makif. There's three levels, and that's called keser. And, and, and Hanani is right. The, the level of keser, technically that's called, it's called arich. And there's a level beyond that. We're not getting into the technical termatic, right? We're not going there. There's a level beyond that. It's called tainug, pleasure. It's the second crown of, of uh, head of the crown. Right. Gimel Rosh in the Keser. Ratzin, Tainuk, which is pleasure. And simply, why do you want something? It gives you pleasure. Why does it give you pleasure? I don't know. I, I have no clue why it gives me pleasure, but it does. Okay, meaning I have some deep, super conscious connection to this thing, such that it gives me pleasure, therefore I'll want it. Right, that makes sense. Generally, we'd say, there's a long discussion about this. The Rebbe Shav has a discussion about it in some thought. But I mean, simple shot. Tainu gives birth to Ratzah. The reason you want something is because it gives you pleasure. That doesn't mean you know why it gives you pleasure. It does. Why does the, you know, why does the sun, you know, at the right temperature, obviously not too hot, but why does the sun feel good on your back? It's just like, you know, relaxes the way it is. I don't know. It's not like I made an intellectual decision that I should enjoy the sun on my back. It just feels good if, you, if it's the right temperature. If it's too hot, it doesn't feel good. Why not? I don't know. It doesn't give me pleasure when it's too hot. Why not? I don't know. It's just kaka. It's the way we're wired. Third level of the crown, Amuna. That level of us that's in, essentially connected to a Kaddish Baruch Hu, that is one with a Kaddish Baruch Hu. Which is why Amuna is transcendent of intellect. It's not that you don't know, you only believe. Amuna allows you to connect to something that intellect can't connect to. Intellect is that net of the seven centimeters, right? Or seven inches. Amuna. It's a smaller net. It'll catch things that intellect can't catch. What does a moon allow you to do? Connect to a Kaddish Baruch on a much deeper level than your intellect. Intellect can understand certain aspects of a Kaddish Baruch. A moon can connect even deeper or essential aspects of a Kaddish Baruch. 
the source of your amuna is that you're one with the Kaddish Baruch. The source of your intellect is that you have a power called intellect. It's also sourced in your soul. And intellect is a power of the soul, just like sight is a power of the soul. Right? So you don't have to make intellect, make, I'm sorry, make amuna. That's the intellect, amuna. Amuna is a power of the soul, just like sight or intellect or any other power of the soul. It's makif, might not be aware of it consciously, but it's there. So I don't have to make amuna. I just have to reveal amuna. Yossi Jacobson has an amazing line. There's no such thing as sveikas and amuna. People talk about doubts in amuna, sveikot in amuna, right? Which is a very common, that's like a, a common thing to say. Right? So we know what people mean when they say that, right? The person has, you know, issues with his belief in God. Okay, fine. But there's no such thing as a suffolk in amuna. The suffolk is in seichel. Suffolk is in conscious me, not right, which is a very, very powerful statement. It's an amazing idea. It's so simple. It's an amazing idea. The suffolk is in my seichel. Am I conscious of that essential amuna that my soul has? Maybe not. Okay, so then I have a doubt. Okay, that, that's reasonable. That's not, that's, that, there's nothing wrong with a person having a doubt. They have to think about it and work on it and deal with it. Okay. They're an inferior human being. Pretty reasonable thing to experience in Elamaza. Okay. But fake is in a muna? It's ridiculous. It's like closing your eyes and say, I have sveikus in my power of sight. Say sveikus in your power of sight. You're just not, it's not being used right now. It's not expressing itself in your eye. Sveikus in your eye. That's the problem. You need new glasses. Okay. So it's coming from that place called Tainug Shalomailo. It's really, ultimately, it's coming from Ensign. Vabes. What's the second thing we have to know about this taiva? So this we also talked about. Taiva Atzma, the Taiva itself, this the Rebbe didn't say, he just said that it's going to come as a result of our Veda, but now the Rebbe is explaining it more deeply. Taiva Atzma, the Taiva itself, he is Shadira Tia B'Takhtainim Dafka. That the deer will be in the Takhtainim. Vahainu, what does that mean? Begidrei Ishtashlus, in the realm, Gidre is like a gather is a fence, meaning in the in the defined reality of Ishtalshulus, natural order, but even in a revealed way. That's what the Kajbah wants. Now the Rebbe says an amazing thing. The etzim inyan adira, the essential idea of this dira, kefishuhu, as it is by Taivish Elamaila, as it is in a Kurdish Baruch's Taiva above, so to speak. Kodesh Baruch has a taiva. Hmm. I want a dear betachtenim. I want a lower realms, and I want to be revealed there. Poof. He makes the lower realms. Relative to him, what's the reality? Is he hidden there, or is he revealed there? When God looks at the world, what does he see? He's confused and, and, and overcome by the concealment of Elam It's ridiculous. ridiculous. What a silly idea. Of course, what does he see when he looks at the world? What, what are, he sees himself. That's what it really is. So he sees what the world really is. What do you and I see? External reality. We don't see the panemius. We don't see what it really is. We see the external veneer of it all, all right? which is the physicality of it all. Okay. 
What don't we see in that physicality? Well, that physicality hides elokus. But what do we know? We might know intellectually. Probably we do. That's why we're sitting here. We know intellectually that it's really a place of tremendous revelation. Okay, but 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 I don't experience that necessarily. Okay, if I know that, that's an incredibly important step in the right direction. Because without that, I can't get anywhere. Right? So, so the Rebbe says an amazing thing. That's so simple if you think about it, but it's, you know, sometimes simple things have to be said to us. The essential reality of the Dir B'tachtenim, as it is in the Taiva above, as it is in a Kaddish Boruch's reality. Good morning. I think probably it's the class on the other side of the wall. Might not be, but I think so. Feel bad saying that. But I assume so. was brought about in the Bria When the Abishta created the world, what did he create? What is Elamaza? A place that Mitzadachad, Mitzad, its natural reality in terms of how it expresses itself, it hides God. But in essence, what is it doing? It's revealing God. That's what it is. Oh, okay. What's the problem? You and I don't experience it that way, but that's what it is. This is not a place of essential concealment. This is a place of essential revelation. So when the Abishtah looks at the world, what does he see? Himself. doesn't see the concealment. He, you know, however God works, I don't know what that means. He's like intellectual aware of the fact that you and I experience that. Of course he is. Right? But when the Abishta looks at the world, what, he's fooled? Oh my goodness gracious, where did I go? Could have sworn I'm down there. What happened to me? It's ridiculous. Ella, shekfishu mitzadabriya, but as it is in terms of the creation, harizabahelim. The godliness in this world is hidden from you and I. It's not essentially in a state of hiddenness. The essential state of reality is that it, it, it is a dear betachtaining. That's what it is. You and I have to reveal that to ourselves and to the, to the world itself, so to speak. But that's what the world is. We, don't, we do not have to reinvent the wheel. All we have to do is reveal reality as it is. In, our, in the, the mimer we just finished, in terms of our Veda with ourselves, right? what did the Rebbe say? Just reveal who you really are. Then everything works out. You don't have to do anything. You just, I mean, that takes hard work. But all you're trying to do is get in touch with who the Aniyamiti is, who I really am. And then Mamela, Ladoidi. Of course, I just want Elokus. Why? That's who I am. That's just all covered up. So I have to uncover that. So to reality. What's reality? Elokus. So you want to give it another name? Call it Dirbatachtanim if you want. That's what it is. Okay. Now what? We'll reveal it. To who? You. I might know intellectually that's what it is. Fine. Can I internalize that? Is that what I experience? No, I might experience myself a lot more than I experience the godliness in reality. Even though intellectually I understand that that's ridiculous. So, 
I believe I heard this from Rabbi Eifin, but I don't know. I don't remember. It's for bringing about it a lot Thursday night and on Shabbos. We say every day, You should know today and put on your heart. So now, this is something we say all the time. So things that we say all the time, we can't imagine that they would be any other way. Right? I mean, that's the way it's supposed to be. But if you think about the Pasuk, it's, 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 it's a very funny Pasuk. And another example of something that uh, is one way, and we can't imagine it being any other way, but if we think about it, and if you learn Rashi on Chumash, you'll notice there's a very large problem in the Pasuk. And you say, what do you mean a problem? How, 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 what? Shema Yisrael, Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem Echad. What's the problem in Pshat in that Pasuk? Now you'll say, well, what do you mean Shema Yisrael? I mean, how can say anything else. That's what it's supposed to say. No. Unreasonable. Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad. What's wrong with that Pasuk? Hmm? Seems kind of redundant. What's redundant? It's a, Which word? Uh, one. No. One is not redundant at all. Redundant means I would know it without you saying it because it's already been said. It only says one once. What does it say twice? Hashem. Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokeinu Echad. Why do we say Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad? Now, you, you go, well, well, that's what you say. Okay, I'm saying it, but when you're learning Chumash, you have to look at the Pasuk and say, well, wait a minute, then that's Rashi's question on the Pasuk and Chumash. Right? Hopefully you learned Rashi recently. Parshish Veschanan wasn't that long ago, right? So what's Rashi's answer? Rashi's shot in the Pasuk is astounding. Hashem shu'elokeinu ata Hashem echon. Hashem, who is our God now, will be the God of everybody. Be amazing, Mashiach. According to Rashi, Shema Yisrael is a statement of belief in the fact that Mashiach is going to come and reveal godliness to the whole world. Hashem Shirelukeinu Echad, Ato, our God now, will be Echad, will be everybody's God. Wow. That's Pshat and Shema Yisrael, according to Rashi. It's a Medrash. Rashi just quotes Medrash, right? Okay, fine. So another pasuk that you that's what it says, right? So we just get used to what it says. It's very hard to ask questions in those pasukim because we're just used to it being a certain way. Shema Yisrael. It's such an obvious question in that pasuk. No one ever thinks about it because you say it all the time, and so you assume it has to be the way it is. No, it doesn't. Shouldn't be that. Should be Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokeinu Echad. Why the second Hashem? Okay, Rashi answers it. Other people answer it different ways. Say that that's not our issue. What's the problem? Why doesn't it say No and put on your heart today. Why does it say no today and put on your heart? No and put on your heart today that Hashem hit, right? Oh. So I think I heard this from Rabbi Eifin. I don't remember. I assume he saw it in somewhere in, in Chassidus, but I don't recall him saying where he saw it. That's such an amazing idea. What can you do today? You can know today. You want to know something? Sit down and have a book and learn it. What can't you do today? Put it on your heart. That's going to take a while. Amazing idea. Sit down, learn Chassidus, learn Nigla. You'll know something. You have to work. Just sitting there isn't going to work. You have you got to sit, learn it, do review, write down notes, 
write yourself a chart, what Seder Ishtashalus is, memorize the four worlds, understand the difference between our Mamala and our Seve. Okay, fine. What the Mitla Rebbe said, the Mitla Rebbe said that his dream is that when two Hasidim meet in the street, there are two different versions, but two Hasidim meet in the street, they should discuss the difference in Yehudi law and Yehudi Tato. Upper level unity and lower level unity. So how am I supposed to know that? Well, at the beginning of Shayyuta <coughs> which is the second part in Tanya, the Alter Rebbe says, I'm going to explain Yehudi law and Yehudi Tata. So what, why in the world don't you know what Yehudi law and Yehudi Tata is? There's a book called Tanya. The second part of it explains it all. It says I'm explaining it all. Yedaita Yom. That's something you can know today. Well, it's not esoteric. It's in a book. That, that's probably a book that is on more shelves than any other book other than a Siddur and a Chumash around here. How can you not know the second part of Tanya? It's there. Learn it. Today. There's no excuse not to understand that. Ooh, that's not so simple. Put it on your heart, live it, feel it. That takes time. That takes time. So you and I know, and if you don't know, so get it together and know. Learn this. That what? That the Abish created the world, he wanted to deal with Tachtainim, and now we just learned something interesting, but if, you know, if we had thought about it, we would have come to this conclusion ourselves, but well, that's why we learn things, right? That Mitzad the Abish there, so there's already a deal with That's what the world is. The world is a place of unbelievably go- a, a powerful, godly revelation. That's what it is, Be'etzer. But I don't see that. Okay, so the first thing I have to know is that's what it is. That I, that I now know. The Rebbe just told me. You don't agree? Fine. But good idea to agree. Because generally, these gentlemen who write these books and you know, say these things, they generally know more than us. It's annoying. Not always being right. If you have a relationship with someone who's always right, that's annoying. Well, get used to it because God's always right. This is the way it is. Annoying. They say men are better at that than women. So we marry women and they're always right. So we get used to it. Women marry us. We're always wrong. So they have a hard time getting used to having a relationship with God who's always right. He's the one, you know, he's usually called he, right? So he's the one he that's always right. Their, their particular he that they hang out with is always wrong. Right? Okay, so, so women have a hard time with this thing. Right? God always been right. Men have no problem. Get married, marry someone, they're always right. So just get used to it. Okay. Right? The, uh, the key to Shalom Bayes, 50-50, do everything 50-50. Right? Husband says he's got the he's got the, the key to it all. What's the 50-50? Whenever my wife and I disagree whenever my wife and I agree, we do like me. Whenever we disagree, we do like her. 50-50. <laughs> Works perfectly. <laughs> Rabbi Vichlin sent me something yesterday. Why is a husband the best person to tell a secret to? Because he's not listening anyway. Which <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> <coughs> is probably also true. Right? Okay. Husbands and wives, such a 
incredible reality. <coughs> okay. The etzimin adira kefishu be taivishalamaylik far nase bishas briasailam, sixth line. Ella shekefishu mitzada briar zabahelam, it's hidden. Fahare, tachli sakavana, the ultimate intention. A Kurdish Baruch's intention for creating the world was what? He, Shatiya Dira Begalu Begidri Ishtashlis, that it should be revealed down here. That you and I should see Elokus in the Dira. Not that the Abishta should see it, that the Abishta already knows that. That you and I should experience Elokus in Elamazah. That's what he wants. Now that's up to us. Either we sensitize ourselves to that or we don't. If we don't, so then we won't see Elokus. Doesn't mean we won't have an intellectual understanding of the fact that God created the world, but in terms of our emotional, conscious reality, that won't really be part of it very much. I'll be, you know, who's going to be making noise in my life? Me. I'll just be hearing me all day long. Okay, Besader, somewhere God's in there, but I mean. Okay. Have to move that me aside a little bit and make room for God in there in, in my conscious reality. And then I see godliness in more things. <coughs> That's called dear Vezeo, and this is a chiddish. This is the novelty. This is what was brought about through the service of people, six day and on. That there should be a revelation of godliness in the world. That's what we're responsible for. Lions don't do that too much. Meaning, we know that the animals do praise God in some, you know, interesting, intrinsic way. Right? And if you know how to talk to the animals like the Baal Shem Tov did, so then you hear them praising God. Okay, fine. But in terms of a Veda, like, you know, Mamish working on themselves and changing themselves, so animals don't do that. Only humans do. Some humans. Right? Some humans just never thought about it. Right? <coughs> Either they're too busy eking out a meager living for themselves, so they're just you know mm-hmm. so completely consumed by that that they have no time to think about anything else, which is a lot of people in the world. Right? Not so much in the West. That's, you know, everybody else. And in the West, they're so busy thinking about themselves, they haven't got time to think about anything else. They're, they're, their living is taken care of, so then they just become completely obsessed with self. Okay, fine. So, but, but, but that's not a necessary state. <coughs> it's a fairly natural state without education and Aveda and also, but, but it's not necessary. Now what's the, what, what is ultimately necessary? to come to a conscious reality of godliness in the world. We're all supposed to do that. Ukumai, now the Rebbe explains, Ukumai Shahayabapashtus has happened in the simplest, most concrete way. Al Yudai Adam Rishan. What did he do? Adam Rishan was in Gan Eden for a few hours until ultimately, we've talked about this so many times, but it's so important to mention, as part of the creation of the world, he was kicked out of Gan Eden. Being kicked out of Gan Eden is not part of the history of the world. It happened on the sixth day of creation. It's part of the creation of the world. God's plan was to have a Gan Eden and to ultimately end creation with us outside of Gan Eden. Right? 
At the end, when God said, Tev Ma'eda, this is perfect, this is really what I, this is really good, where are we? Outside of Gan Eden, not in Gan Eden. If we had been in Gan Eden on the, at the end of the sixth day, then who says, then I assume that there would have been one Shabbos, and who would say Shabbos would ever end? Yem Shekula Shabbos. Be all over. Well, that's not exactly what God wanted. Why? Because what didn't happen, if that, if that had happened, what would be missing? Hmm? Okay, what aspect of Dira There would be a Dira but what would be missing? Avaida. <laughs> we didn't do it, he did it. It's not what he wants. He wants us to do it. Okay, so then we better start outside Gan Eden, right? Because if we're in Gan Eden, well, then there's nothing to do, is there? There's no Avaida in Gan Eden. It's just natural. I wouldn't call breathing an Avaida. Unless you have emphysema, God forbid. Then breathing's in a vein. Oh, well, that means you're not well. Okay, so so to speak, in the realm of breathing, now you're outside of Ganadin. Now there's an Aveda you have to do. But that's not healthy, right? Being outside of Ganadin is not healthy, so to speak. But that's where he wants us to start. Okay. <coughs> Creation of the world, not history of the world. The history of the world starts after Shabbos. All right, there's Shabbos. Shabbos ended, right? got dark for the first time in Adam Arishan's experience. There was no dark on Shabbos. Doesn't say every baker yom shvi'i. Right? We've talked about it. Right? That's why we dafka lighta. What did the, what did the Abishter teach Adam Arishan Metzi Shabbos? How to make fire. Right? That's why we make a brach on fire, Metzi Shabbos. Right? There was, that's why we on Shabbos. What, what minag do we have in the Jewish people relative to the fact that, that it, there, was no, there was no night on Shabbos? Hmm? No, that's not shaykh to the fact that there was no night. We don't say good night and good morning on Shabbos. We say good Shabbos. The minig is not the... It doesn't mean you did in a favor if you say good night to someone on Shabbos. But the minig is not to say good night on Shabbos. Why? There was, there's no night on Shabbos. The first Shabbos, it doesn't say v'yer v'veker, yom shvi. It does not say that in the Torah. And there was evening and there was day. It doesn't say that. Because there wasn't, eviden- evidently, there wasn't evening and day. It just became the seventh day, and it was stayed light the whole time, and then it got dark, Metzi Shabbos. I'd imagine Adam and Chav went, what is this? What's happening? Right? <laughs> that must have been a little scary. All of a sudden, the world gets dark. And Yekadosh Bargo taught them how to make fire, and said, don't worry, it's not you know, chill. There's this thing called dark. It'll happen every day. There's this thing called fire. Yeah, light a fire. You can see in the dark. Taught them how to make bread. Also, how in the world are you going to figure that out? We would have all starved to death before we figured that out, right? Oh, there's this thing called wheat. Okay, what do you do with it? Well, grind it up. Oh, yeah, I would have thought of that. Then throw in some water. Oh, I definitely would have thought about that, too. And then let it sit and rise. Oh, I would have thought about that, too. Then bake it. Oh, I would have thought about that, too. I definitely would have figured that out. I'd be dead by the time I figured that out. There's no food. So, Kaddish Baruch taught us how to bake bread. I would have thought it happened the darkness in the reverse order because Shabbos comes in as it becomes dark. Not there you go. Sometimes what I would have thought isn't necessarily the truth, huh? There you go. You like fire bringing Shabbos too. Except you can't light a fire on Shabbos. So bring it in. But you light the fire when it's light. Why would you do that? You can think all you like. I mean that's what Chazal say. I mean you know, say that I mean I guess that's why they say it. So we'll know. Because otherwise we might not know. 
Because it might have come to a different conclusion. Let's see what it says here. Kishai Bapachar de Adamarishan. So now, Adamarishan was in Gan Eden for a couple of hours. What did he do? Well, one thing we know he did. Forget about eating lunch. Other than eating lunch, what did he do? It says in the Torah, what's the one thing that we know he did? He named all the animals. Beautiful. He named all the animals, right? That we know. Now, that really is very, very interesting, right? Alter Rebbe, Shayichid Vamuna, first chapter, naming all the animals. What does that show about him? What does he appreciate? Yeah, he knew the intrinsic characteristic of everything. Ah, beautiful. Well said, right? Because what's the intrinsic characteristic? The olive base that gives that thing, the chaf lamed base in that thing that gives it its energy. Why is a kelev a kelev? Well, somehow God said, he didn't say he kelev, but God said all of the letters and, and, and those letters are then, and that's so to speak, those, those 22 letters are the periodic table, the metaphysical periodic table. And then you mix and match all those letters and, and you get everything in existence. Okay, so the Haflamid base, Adam Rishon looked at it and said, oh, that's a Haflamid base, that's a Caleb. Oh, that's an Aleph Reish Yud, that's an Ari. It's a lion. Oh, that's a whatever. Okay. So he, he had a very very deep appreciation of the metaphysical source of everything, which is the letters of the Aleph base that brought the thing into creation because of Kodesh Baruch who spoke and the world came into creation. So what does that mean? So, so to speak, the metaphys- metaphysical building blocks of creation are the letters of the Aleph base. Well, okay, like the periodic table of chemicals, right? <clears throat> Except there aren't however many hundred and whatever. There's, uh, there's 22 plus 5 and those, you mix and match those and you get everything. And the fact that they can mix and match, so that's also mentioned in Shayyukhud Bemuna, right? The Reish Lamad Aleph Share Isis Panim The 231 gates of letters. What's 231? Very interesting number. It's 22 times 21 over 2. What's that? The combination of every letter with every other letter. But divided by two, why divided by two? Well, once I have Aleph base, I don't need base Aleph. Every letter with every other letter is 22 times 21, right? Those are the combinations of two letters. 22 letters with 21 other ones. So 22 times 21. So that's 462. But it's over two. Why? Well, because if I have Aleph base, I don't need base Aleph. So the first, with Taf, I don't need any combinations. With Aleph, I have 21 different combinations. With base, I only have 20, because I already have with Aleph. With Gimel, I only have 19, because I already have with base and Aleph. Okay, once I get the Taf, I don't need any. So the math of that is 22 times 21, divided by 2, over 2. That's Reish Lamed Aleph. It says right in the beginning of Shayyuch the 231 gates of letters, meaning the 231 different permutations of two letters a letter with another letter. 231. I raised Lamadal. You can do the math if you want, but it's you, know, you can also trust the Alter Rebbe. He's also always right. He's not quoting himself anyway. The what did Adam Rishan do? Adam Amarla, he did something else. In addition to simply naming them, he also talk to them and forbring with them. And what did he get them to do? He said to all of the Nivroim, Let us bow down, prostrate ourselves, and bless before the God our Maker. 
Appreciate the fact that God created you, he said to all the, all the creatures. Now, I assume that also means trees and things. I don't know, certainly the animals. Va'az, and then what reality came into being? Words from Shir Shel Yom of Yom Shishi. Each of the shir, Shirim that we say every day relates to what happened on that day of the six days of creation. Right? So on the sixth day, what do we say? Havayel Malach Geus Lavesh. The Malchus, the kingship of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and his glory, his loftiness, Lavesh, came to be clothed in reality, meaning it was revealed in reality. Hainu, what does that mean? It's part of Shir Shoyem, of Yom Shishi. Hainu, Sha'adam Arishan Pa'al, Adam Arishan caused Gilu Elokuz Babriya, a revelation of God in the world. He created a Dibbetachtainim. Very, very temporary state. Because then he ate lunch, and that was the end of that, and they were kicked out, and we started all over again. When then we did a lot of work. There was 20 generations of a lot of uh, chaos, till someone showed up named Avram Avinu and started making order of all that chaos. And seven generations, the se- six generations later, the seventh generation of that process produced this gentleman named Meshur Benu who brought about this very, very powerful revelation of godliness first by re- bringing the Torah into the world and then building a Mishkan. Okay, so after in the 26th generation of the world's history, Matan Torah happened. Beautiful, incredible. Once again, the world brought to a certain state of perfection. What does it say at the time of Matan Torah? Paska Zumasim. There was no tomb in the world. The world reached a state of certain perfection at the time the Torah was given. What did the Kodesh Baruch Hu do to that world? What happens next? Let's destroy that too. Now, now we're really ready. Now the world's in a big mess, but you've got a Torah, go to it. And that's us. That's what's been happening for the last 3,331 years and, you know, four months since Matan Torah. Well, Chet Eagle was actually right, Yud Zayn Batama, so it's even less. Right? So today's Yud Zayn Bell, so two months. 3,331 years and two months ago, exactly, the world was plunged into the state of chaos that it's in. Okay, you've got a Torah, you messed up the perfect world, you've got this Torah, go fix it. Make a dear That Now it's really the way, you know, it's history starts, so to speak. And that very idea is mentioned in, in, in the creation of the world. What is it about the creation of the world that mentions the fact that really the creation starts with Matan Torah? Rashi on Chumash, gentlemen. That the first month is considered the sun. Yeah, the start of the new year is... Yeah, you both agree about that. It's not Rashi on Torah. It's a nice idea. Then I would say Matan, then I'd say Yitzhiya's Mizraim is the beginning of the creation, but that's not true. So it's Matan Torah. Yom Echad, Yom Sheni, Yom Shlishi, Yom Revi, Yom Chamishi. What's next? No. Torah, the written Torah. Five-year-olds are supposed to know this. Why am I so nasty when you guys don't know these things? Because you accept your ignorance so blatantly that it's it's impossible to, to, to relate to. Right? It doesn't say Yom Shishi. So say, I don't know. And I should bloody well know, shouldn't I? I mean, it's the Torah. Bracious, Aleph, like, why don't I know this? Now, not knowing is okay. As long as I'm annoyed and then I'm going to open up a Chumash and look it up. Which no one's going to do. Because I, what else? Another thing I don't know, who cares? Care! 
not know a Pasuk in Chumash. Now, of course, I, I, I know why you don't know Pasuk in Chumash. I'm not an idiot. But it should annoy you, so then you look it up. Which if I hadn't said what I just said, no one would after this class. Not one person. Go down Davin. It says Yom Ha Shishi. What's the hey? Tupshatim in Rashi. Either hey Chum HaTorah, the five books of the Torah, are hinted at because creation is really hanging in the balance until we accept those five books. Or Yerim HaShishi refers to the sixth of Sivan, the sixth of Sivan, when the Torah was given. Again, the idea, both Rashis, both, both Pshatim and Rashi, which are both Midrashim, mentioned that on a certain level, one is the creation finished, Mamish, not in Torah, because until then, it's all, this, anything about what we're talking about, so it can't happen yet. Right? How would you know that? Okay. By making a chlota right now that you're going to learn chitas every day. Chomish and Rashi every day. And then at this time next year you will have seen every single Rashi in the Torah. It's one year. Are you going to remember every single Rashi in the Torah? Probably not. Of course not, right? I mean, because we don't have memories like that. Some people do and it's very annoying, but most of us don't, right? It's going to take a few years, but if you do that for 40 years, guess what? You might actually know some Rashi on the Torah. Oh, no, I know something? That's ridiculous. Why not? If I were to tell you that the Yankees lost to the Blue Jays, so and I would ask you tomorrow, tell me, who, who won, the Yankees or the Blue Jays? I, I would assume you'd say... The Blue Jays, because that's what we learned yesterday, that the Blue Jays beat the Yankees, which is probably somewhat impossible. I'm making it up, but, uh, you know, okay. Actually, from Mordechai, I'll say the Red Sox beat the Blue Jays. But you're not from Boston, so you don't care. Okay. So the Red Sox beat the... No, not the Blue... The Red Sox beat the Yankees. Okay, good, fine. Evil has been defeated. Fine. Okay, so if I say that today and I ask them, wait, who won, the Red Sox or the Yankees? I would imagine that most people would be able to say, well, the Red Sox, why? How do you know? Well, because we saw it yesterday. What's the big deal? <coughs> okay. <coughs> so two stuff we were in the book. Okay, let's find a place to stop and we'll stop. But we have to finish here. There's a period in, ah, look at that, in eight words there's a period. So what did we just say? Hi, one line up after footnote 16. As Avaya Malach Geus Lavesh, that's the sixth day of creation. That's Shir Shoyim on the sixth day. If you want to understand the the, the six the, the six days, so you can look in the, in, the, in the Perushim and the Chumash. You know, there's books written in English uh, that are very very good. Uh, one someone who explains it very well in in the world of prayer of someone named Eli Monk, who was a German rav quite a while ago, like I think before the war. Sure, I think it must have been before the war, because you know, German Rav Rabbanim after the war. German Rav who wrote a very, very good book called The World of Prayer, right? and explains simple pshat in a lot of tefillah. I love that called just simple pshat in what the words are. It's very, it's very useful to read. It's, very, it's, it's really interesting. So he also goes through each day of the week and shows how it's connected to what happened that day of creation. Right? Something you also might want to do is, is then understand, okay, the first six... Kepitlach Tehillim that we say 
in Kabbalah Shabbos, what do they relate to? Well, they relate to the six days of creation, and then the seventh is L'chad Daidi, which is Shabbos. So, you know, what are the what are those six? How do they relate to each? How does each relate to one of the days? It's also, you know, something to do in your spare time. So that then Kabbalah Shabbos is a little more meaningful. You have to understand what you're saying. Why? Hainu, she'adam arishan pa'al gilu elokuz babriya she'kol anivroyim We're finishing at the end of this this line. She'kol anivroyim yakiru will recognize v'yargishu and feel meaning v'yadaita and hashavez helavecha They'll recognize intellectually and feel. They'll have an emotional connection via Kablu and it will, will accept Malchus Baruch, God's kingship, God's sovereignty. That's what he did. That's what Adam did. So that's why in Shinnah the Rebbe said, Pa'al, he brought that about. Now it was only a temporary state because the, that Gan Eden was destroyed. But that's what Adam Rishon did while he was in Gan Eden for those few hours. He brought about a situation that all of creation recognized the Creator, recognized the sovereignty of the Creator. That's called the Dir B'tachtay. And the Rebbe's going to continue. We'll see this tomorrow, B'Shem, Shem, that that gives you and I the Koyach to do that because all of us get Koyach from Adam Rishon. Okay, we'll see what happens. But that wasn't real Aveda because he, there was no real opportunity of there being non Aveda in Ganadin. Kaddish Baruch wants you and I to create not Ganadin. So now Adam Rishon brought about. He, 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 why did the Ebsh to create Ganadin Bechlau? Simple shot. He wanted that state of being that we are supposed to create, that that is action, has been in existence in the, world's, in the world. Don't think that it's something impossible. What do you mean? There was such a thing. And, as a matter of fact, there was a situation called Dirbet Altani brought about through our Aveda. Not really Aveda, because there was no Aveda per se yet. But Adam Arishan walked around and...
It's not like 